Hands Off Parenting. It's just Hands Off Parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? Okay. Hi, welcome to Hands Off Parents. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. We're glad that you are here today. Joining us to talk about something very serious, because we like to be serious on this show. Every now and then. Every now and then. So, I wrote an essay a few weeks ago about um, how I have not shopped at Kroger, our local grocery store, if you're not familiar, because they, uh, as being a Texas grocery store, and they're across the country, but we live in Texas, uh, decided that it was okay to let people who have open carry licenses shop in the store. And this was like a new law that as of January 1st, 2016, people with concealed carry licenses were allowed to open carry. And which, which is actually, I might point out, the norm in many states. Absolutely. It's yeah. kind of weird that Texas was not. And when we were throwing it out there, like on our various social medias, our friends from other states were like, oh, yes, this is this already. Is the way it yes. is. It was like, why are you shocked? We by were this? outraged. But I wasn't really outraged by open carry in general. Like, if you have a concealed carry license, you've had to go through a rigorous testing and da da da. But I just felt like, I don't really want to see your gun. No. I don't have any interest in walking around my grocery store, eating like snack foods that someone has handed to me to test. and Or eating snack foods that you've opened without paying for. Exactly. And I will pay for them. I'll try. And inevitably they'll be like, it's okay. She's cute. Yes, exactly. It's my biggest parenting scam. (laughs) So many free bananas. So many free bananas. It's like amazing. (laughs) But like, why do you need a gun grocery store and this has been my big thing for a long time and if it's hidden on your person I'm okay with that because I don't know I so I don't know if I'm okay with it or not but I don't really know or and or have the opportunity to fight you on it right but all of a sudden it's like now I have to go to the grocery store and see people walking around with guns I don't really really think that that's necessary but not for me but more for my kids so why do you say that well I feel like the world is really crazy and effed up in many respects. And they're going to be witness to so much violence on television, on their video game systems, on their whatever brain implant systems that they have in the next few years. Like, really, do we need to be walking around the supermarket seeing people have guns? I don't think we do. I don't right. think we live in that world. And I and if we do live in that world, I really don't think at two years old, my kids need to be aware of that at this point. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't even made this connection, but I remember going to Israel for like two months when I was 17. Like, really? With a group. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Like it was like a trip. It was like six weeks. Yeah. Two months. Anyway. And I remember being so um, sort of blown away by, no pun intended, uh, by uh, all the machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> that people were just walking, yeah, like, just like, on their, Yeah, like, we had, we had a guard, you know, like, our guide carried 
a machine gun right. with him. And I was just normal. There. It just sets up like a very different world. Like we live in that world. Yeah. Like that's, it doesn't I mean, feel like it. We very well might, but I I think this country is a little bit different. Yeah. And I hope it's a little say bit different. very different. Yeah. Then Israel, sure, where you're just, I mean, there's fighting going on on a daily and basis. bombings and, yeah. And I, I think that we we like as, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not sure what the term is that, like, I'm not pessimists or, or reactionaries, but everything's so horrible and it's bad. We live in a scary environment. Hysteria. But we, we have no idea what that feels like. Right. We really don't. Right. We're, our Mama, life is fine and cushy. Mama. Yeah. Yes, babe. You want some water? Sure. So talk about that a little bit while I get yeah. some water. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing about that open carry issue is that most of the grocery stores that we go to in the city did ban it. So this was one in particular that decided not to. Um, so, I mean, we do have other options. And the idea of Abby's essay, which was really beautifully written, was that um, I'm going to make a choice as a consumer and not shop there, which is going to not harm them, you know, if I'm just an individual. But... Uh, if all of us sort of unite and stop shopping there, that's a relatively large indent on their uh, on their income that yeah. they're making from us. Um, so that idea of like, I, I know I feel this way, like feeling powerless right. um, against government, against government. I mean, you know, in Texas, this, the thing that's like totally fucked me up is the campus carry. Yeah. And we've been dealing, because I work on a campus, we've been dealing with that a lot, and there's been multiple town halls and And documents. a lot of professors have quit, correct? Yes. Because it's sort of a scary thing to think, like, I can't tell my student they're doing something wrong or they are getting an F. Like, God forbid right. your student is a irrational person and right. pulls out their gun and and honestly, I don't think that that's going to happen. But, but that you, fear, it's that in your fear, head. Yeah. And I've had students who have said to me and in these open sessions, well, our job here as students is to learn. And so if we have professors that are scared to give us criticism or to really grade us at the level we think that, you know, that they think we should be graded at, what are we getting out of it? Right. Why, what is the purpose? What's the point? And, and just the idea of like, Rational debate yeah. is what you do in class. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I think this way, you think this way, and we're going to debate it, and, and we're going to both have our points of view. As a student, I might be afraid yeah, absolutely. To, to voice my opinion. And I teach a couple different culture classes and racial classes, and we have gotten into heated debates before. And there's never been a time... As a professor, that have been like, oh, let me shut this down because what if somebody has a freaking gun on them right, right. and they get too riled up? Right. So I, I think that how this relates to parenting is like, I, as a parent, like we always say, okay, we're hands off parents. Like, I want to, obviously not now, my daughter's two. Yeah. But I want to packing. give her, <laughs> not license to hold a gun, but I want to give her freedom. Right. I want her to, um, feel independent and to be independent. Yeah. Um, and I know when we were growing up, we were never home. I mean, we would go out 
in elementary school. I mean, all the time, go go to the park down the street. Uh, always played by ourselves. There was there was never this fear that there is now that parents have about letting their kids go too far because of safety concerns. And I don't know how much of it is real. Well, it's a weird. It's such a weird. Dichotomous because it's like on the one hand you're scared for your kids and they're getting abducted, abducted and you know they're taking candy from strangers. But on the other hand, we're giving license to people to walk around with guns. Right. But it's just like a very bizarre environment that we're in. That we're in. Very but, contradictory. Absolutely. And I I agree. When we were kids. I don't think we went through that. But then at the same time, I feel like there was a couple episodes ago where we mentioned like the Tylenol incident and all of a sudden everybody was like checking candy. I don't know if your mom, my mom checked all of our Halloween candy, but I think in retrospect, she really just wanted to eat our Halloween candy <laughs> right, and she'd be like, exactly. I'm trying. I'm keeping you safe. Yeah, I want to see if this has razor blades. And there, nobody ever found razor blades in anybody's candy ever. Right. So. I think it's the same thing. Like, we're all, like, so scared. Like, oh, we can't let our kids walk well, home from school anymore right. by themselves. You hear but the most why. horrible things yes. online. That's the reason. I'm sure. Because because what you hear, everyone scrolls on Facebook, and yes. it's all this horrible story, this horrible story, this horrible story. Yeah. And so you go, well, this is the reality. Yeah. It has to be. I mean, because everyone's talking about it. This week, like, I, like, have just been in tears over this girl at UT yes. who was killed, who was a, a theater and dance oh, student. Horrible. I mean, I, I teach theater. My children at school are that age. I just was like, this is, this could be one of my students so easily. But I will tell you, and this is going to sound like the most awful thing anybody's ever said out loud on a podcast. When I read about it, the like the, all the alerts that I was getting, I was like, oh my God, another campus shooting, another campus shooting. And then I read the alert that was like, it was actually a murder, right. a homicide. And I said out loud to my husband, that's better. Because it was premeditated, right. and, which sounds so terrible. And God forbid my kid, like, right. I would kill myself. Because if, it. if it's you, then it's 100%. Yes. And it doesn't matter whether right. it's a homicide or just, like, a mass shooting. But apparently there hadn't been a killing at UT since the 60s. Since that big, huge right. shooting. In the was, 60s, wasn't so it? I think so, maybe 66. Mike, was, that, was the UT sh- in the 60s? Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is... That's like a... That's a, that's a long time. It's a long time. But that's the point. That yes. was in the 60s. Yeah. And then but was, if you Google it right now, like, looking for this most recent... The, that 60s shooting is, like, that's all, that, it took me a while to find what happened now. Because the 60s shooting just was pop, repopulating in Google. Right. Because I think people sort of hold on to these catastrophes, keep them in their consciousness, and then spout it out like it just happened and everything is horrible right. and the world is horrible. Well, and we were trying to find, we actually were looking for statistics. First time on this show, we were actually looking. We cared about We numbers. cared about a number. <laughs> about not being like, and yeah, maybe we threatened. And it's, but we, I could, we were like really searching. Yeah. You're a professor, you know how to search. And we couldn't find like a statistic on like one in every blah, blah, blah. Like what's the, like how many people are actually being killed in mass shootings? It's what I want to know. I think it's really hard for a couple reasons. For one, what the definition of a mass shooting right. is. is it just, some people exactly. say three. Some people say five. Right. Is it like a home invasion? Yeah. Or is it like some asshole in a fucking movie theater? Yeah. Like what, what is it? 
But then I had heard this story a couple months back that um, there's a law, there was a law passed that said that uh, sort of like sponsored research on gun violence is illegal. And that happened a while ago because of whatever lobbying going on. And so now it's really hard to get those statistics. Wow, I didn't know that. Because it seemed like a sort of a freedom of speech. It was like sort of a freedom of knowledge act. And now it's just like we can't do much about it because this law wow. exists. Yeah. So that's why they can't really like like nail down specific numbers. Well, what seems new to me, and this is, I have no data on this. Okay. Is the Fair. school shooting. Yes, yes. That That is the thing that is so scary. Yeah. So... It's not that our children are walking to the convenience store by themselves. Yeah. It's that they're in a classroom. Yes. And, like, the, I think that the, the kindergarten class, the Newtown, Connecticut, like, that, that, was, that was like a game changer. I'm starting to, like, I just started getting upset about it, just thinking about well, it. Well, and I think the thing that is a, this is a different topic, but the thing that's really upset there's a, mi- a million things that are upsetting about yeah. that, but it's just like, this is how terrible the world is. There was like that speech Obama gave recently where he was crying about yeah. it and everyone was like political, manipulative. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is it so far-fetched that a man with two children would empathize with a bunch of innocent children dying for no reason? Like, is that, yeah. like, how horrible are we as a country? Like, we are so awful. Yeah. And mean. And mean. Like, that's so mean, the, and then it's just like a whole other topic. But and I want to throw out there, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm not against guns. I'm not against the right to bear arms at all. I understand it. I totally get it, and I don't think that it would be okay for us to be like, we need to take, give me your guns, like just put them in a pile, let's take them away, because of the history of this country. Totally understand it, but. What what is the big deal with like taking a couple tests to see if you're crazy? Yeah, I don't I, that I don't get the argument against that. So I I am against guns. You are. Yeah, I'm against them. Um, I understand the history of the country, but they were designed so differently then that it's really like comparing apples and oranges. It's like. The guns that were made then, you had to really think about wanting to kill like somebody. Like a good musket. You had to really if everyone think. had muskets. Yeah, like, if we could bring muskets back, bring I would back. be totally in favor of the right to bear arms. Yes. But this shit is, is built in a way that you could make a decision in an instant that will kill somebody yeah. forever. Absolutely. It, it's just not, I just think it's not the same landscape anymore. It's very And different. it's hard to tell, this is another thing I want to talk about, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? Because... You know, we talk about like, oh, we're so afraid of letting our kids, you know, this woman, this woman in South Carolina was arrested for letting her nine-year-old play at the park during the summer while she worked down the street at McDonald's. She gave the kid a cell phone. Like the park was full of people and parents and this woman, the kid was put into like the foster system. And we talked about this a while back about this like, oh, it's a village. We all want to support each other. Right. Where's the village? Yeah. Like this woman needed to work, right? And like, no we're village. gonna take her kid away because no she didn't yeah. have the opportunity to have somebody else help her out. Well, and in all, like, I was reading some articles about it, and they were like, well, every single mom from the '70s would be behind bars because, like, everyone, literally, and the '80s, like, you know, well, early '80s. I mean, it's like 
that is what you did. Nine? That's like old. Nine is like in the old I days. I was like, watching my kid's sister who was one. A twelve-year-old would be yeah. married. Yeah. Like that's just like absurd. I was married twice over at nine. <laughs> Please, you're a grown-ass woman at nine. Yeah. Um, but tending house. But that fear of strangers abducting our children. This is what I'm saying. It's yeah. hard to say the good guys versus the bad guys. The statistics on sexual assault, for example are that four out of five rapes and sexual assaults are people that you know. Yeah. So it's not some asshole psychopath at, at the park. Yeah. It's like the guy you're dating and bringing home or the neighbor kid or like it's the people that are in your lives. And luckily growing up in the 80s, we had like after school specials. Right. And we only had four channels to watch. So we were forced to watch these shows about our like uncle creepy uncle bob is the one who's yeah. gonna rape you but no i mean not to be joking around but like you i feel like we don't have any outlet to be like it's not just that stranger on the yeah. there's oh, it's rarely yes what stranger is really abducting your child in fact the statistic for missing children are kids who get abducted by you know by strangers yeah a hundred children per year in the United States. That's a hundred total. One in every ten thousand. And not that that's. I mean. And if you're again, the one, if you're the one, sorry, it's 100% and that's for horrible. You. And it's a hundred percent. And I and I and, and I hate even saying this shit yeah. because, like, I can't imagine if it was my kid. Yeah. 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 Like I don't even want to think about it, and I would jump off a cliff. Right. But for the most part, people are. Bad. I, I hate saying that out loud because I think people are bad, but I think that they don't want your kids. And I don't really want my kids either for the most <laughs> of the time. So I can't imagine a stranger really wanting it. I'm just kidding, obviously. I, Wait, I, are you kidding? <laughs> I, I, I keep being like, someone's going to send me an email and be I like, know. you're the worst. You I don't know. like your kids. You want strangers to like, abduct. I'm, I'm just, just totally kidding. kidding. Just totally kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. I don't think you're kidding. No, I'm not. I think you're completely Do you serious. want my kids? Take, take them. Abduct or take one because last episode we were talking about sleeping and they have a problem sleeping because there's two of them and they're in the same room. So if you just took one. And tell me how you got them to sleep. <laughs> just Then give them back the Tranquilizers. <laughs> Of course, tranquilizers. I have no money to give you, so <laughs> please don't ask me for that. Anyway. Um, I think that a lot of it is because the media is so in our faces and it spreads so fast. You can't, so escape, fast it. And you you can't, can't escape, escape it. Yeah. And when a little little girl gets abducted or a little yeah. girl like goes missing, we have so much access to it. Yeah. And I feel like... Um, like the Ramsey case, John yep. Ramsey, like that was like one of the first where she's like so in your face, this little girl, and she was so cute and oh sweet. Oh my god, I know. And now, anytime a case like that comes up, it's in your face. And not to get uh, like racial or whatever, but they're always white kids. And well, and if you look at statistics, white men are by and large. The, 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 then this is, I have looked this up. Yeah. White men are more likely to be serial killers. They are Absolutely. more likely to be rapists. Yeah. They are like, they're, that is a fact. Yeah. So, so it's your husband that we should be worried about. Your future sons. <laughs> your future sons. <laughs> my sons, 
will eventually abduct your daughter. You want more popcorn? Yes. Is there no more? Um, oh, no. Might be too low. <laughs> okay. Um, we should take a break. Yeah, let's take a break, and I'm gonna pop some more popcorn, and we'll uh, we'll be right back to talk some more. White about this. popcorn. <laughs> okay, we're back. Popcorn has been popped. Yes. Poops have been changed. We've done a lot in this <laughs> in this break, listeners. Um, yeah, I just think this idea of like what. What is risky, what's really risky and what is false risky? So like, like 300 kids are injured in a traffic accident every day. Two kids die in a traffic accident. So just don't drive. Don't drive. Basically. Yeah. Like how, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, what are we doing? Why are we, when, when, when speaking of cars, like my mother left me in the car all the time. Like, it's a pain in the ass to take your kid out of the car. So, all honesty, have no I, one's arresting you. Have, have you ever, I ever? Yes. No. You never, never. I never. I, I'll leave her in the car to run in the house. Okay. To get something. Yes, yes, yes. But I run. Yes. So, but I've never gone into, like, a business. You haven't. Be- mostly because I think people are going to kill me. A hundred percent. That somebody's going to be like, stone me. Yeah. So I get the laundry from the lawn, like the dry cleaner. That And he knows that I have kids. And he'll be like, kids in the car. And he'll be like, yes. Like, like the car's running. I don't shut it off. And I've run in. And this happened maybe three times. But today. And you're right in front. Right in front, it's right there. The car's right. on. Like, right. if somebody's going to steal, they're stealing the whole car, right. which I hope they don't do that. But um, today, we went to pick up, like, I bought some shoes used off of our local Facebook, like, mm-hmm, neighborhood mm-hmm, group. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of bizarre because you had to, like, punch in a code. She gave me the code. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't, this is a stranger. I just have to give her my $10. But, like, I'm parked in front of her house. I thought she would come out. I have the kids in the car with me. So I was like, really? And they're kids' shoes. They're kids' shoes. She knows I have two kids. Like, I told her, I was like, I have two kids. I need these, like, used shoes because they're, like, vans and they're cute. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought she would come out and she didn't. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to, like, run to her. But I was, like, honestly afraid to say I had my kids in the car. Right. But then on on the flip side, like, don't talk to me. I don't want to, like have a conversation with you because I have my kids in the car. But are, yeah, are you like, see, this is the thing. I feel like I'm not inherently afraid of leaving her in the car. I'm just afraid of judgment. I think both. Both for me. I mean, if it's, if it's hot, like we live in Texas. So like also like 10 months out of the year, you can't leave your kids in the car because they'll fry. Yeah. And there's been those horrible stories that I think about all the time about these poor parents who break their routine. We were talking about this last time and end up driving their, you know, like one parent usually takes the kid to school and then they end up leaving their kid in the car all day. And the baby, like, I I don't even want to say it, but I mean, but yeah, like worst, worst stories you've ever heard in your life. And you, you can imagine it being possible because of how tired you are and how it's like you're not that far from that like nobody's immune to that no nobody's immune to that and again i hate to be like oh i have twins but 
It's so hard to take two little kids out of the car. Oh my Even God. at two. And I do it all the time. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I mean, I just do. And, and like they're sleeping, I just wake them up. Like if I have to go somewhere. Or I just sit in the car. Right. Oh, wake up, I, which is the mother yeah. lament. Like I'm just like sit today in the car. actually she was napping in the car. And I did leave her in the car in the driveway to run in. To get my computer because I knew I would be sitting there for right. like two hours. Right, and I've done that too. Like I'm just, it's five seconds. The AC's on, what have you. Yeah. But this sounds terrible saying it out loud. You're like, oh, this. But then on the flip side of that, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. With the AC on, like we're not leaving the why heat we, on, and there, yeah. yeah, like this is the like, especially when you look at those statistics. Yes. Like that. What is really? What about? cars that is hurting children is driving in them not just like running into your house exactly with the ac on in your driveway i mean 300 kids a day yeah is a lot yeah that's a lot a hundred kids a year total yeah are abducted which means 200 more every day so we where i grew up we had i I feel like we had two acres in our backyard where i lived was like very open space yeah and we had a um i guess there was like a house that somebody lived in like about an acre down in our backyard and we used to go and play in this old abandoned house that was falling down that we thought there was like dead bodies in because we would find random bones but i'm sure they were like (laughs) raccoon bones right my mom never knew where we were. Right. Ever. Right. She'd be like, where are you going? We're just going to go in that abandoned house yeah. an acre away from our yeah. own acreage. And she's like, okay, I'll see you then. Yep. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, we could do an entire episode about all the shit that, yeah, that, the that my parents don't know about. Yeah, the terrible things that, yeah. Which is like, I mean, mom, I'm sorry you're listening, but like, I literally disabled, like, we had an alarm system and it would like beep every time you opened a window. I literally disabled it on my window. Like, we would come in and out as we pleased. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and we lived, right? Oh, thank you. And we lived, and we're, you know. Relatively okay. And I'm not saying that it's okay just, and even though we're sort of hands off. Right. We are sort of hands off. But, like, really not. I mean, I think philosophically. Yeah, I think philosophically. And I want to be. Like, this is what I mean. Like, I, I, I want to let her... Like, I think that by the time your kid's in high school, they should be able to stay by themselves. Like, they should be able to, like... Absolutely. Even, in, like, in middle school, you know? Like, you should... Your kids should be able to be self-sufficient. I think this is why a lot of kids go to college and they've had, like, these helicopter parents. And they go crazy. And they go crazy and they don't know how to do anything for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want that. I really genuinely don't want that for my kids. And I know no. they're only two and we're having this conversation prematurely. But I don't think I'm going to do that to my kids. No. I wasn't raised that way and I can't imagine. And I think it's cyclical in a way. So we have some family and friends who are, I would, I guess they're Generation X and I hate to like Generation label it, but sort of like on the, like the earliest Mm -hmm. iteration of it and they are best, best, best friends with their children and their children do not want to leave their side still at like 20, 21, 22. 
I don't want that. Not mm-hmm. only do I not want that for my kid, like I don't want that for me. I don't want to be best friends with my kids. No. I want to be friends with them, but I want them to know that I'm the disciplinarian. Um, there's an awesome, Pat, do you know Patton Oswalt? Do you, mm-hmm, like, comedian, mm-hmm. so yes. Yes. <laughs> he has, have you heard of him? He has like a great bit where he talks about like how kids don't rebel anymore because right. their parents are too like close to them and that when he raises his kid, the only rock album he's gonna have is No Jacket Required by Phil Collins so that his kid like <laughs> rebels against it. Yeah, like you you want your kids to rebel in in a way. In a way like, so like, they become themselves. It's sort of like an important step in a kid's development. I think so, yeah. And we are fun. That's the thing. It's like we're fun. Yeah. We we turned out okay. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> Stephanie and I just made weird faces at each other because we both have siblings that maybe did not turn out okay, but that's not because... Yeah, I, I mean, we we both have siblings who overdosed and died. But so we but just... That, but in adulthood... Just, like, my heart just I know, stopped. I know. Like, but, but, did we but, just negate everything? But in adulthood... Not like because this is they were abducted by no, and we had the same childhoods. I I think that yeah. there are there are people who are addicts, and it is a medical, it is a thing that is chemical in your body, yeah. and that is the way that you are. It's not a criminal issue. It is a hundred percent a medical issue. And this is a whole different. And we should a do a different. Actually, thing. we should do a whole show about this. And if yes. anybody is listening and they yes. want us to talk about this and has stories, it is important. We would love to hear them. But this is, I mean. And, and this is like this is like going dark a little bit, but yeah. I remember like one of the last conversations I had with my brother. He was like, you, "You you didn't turn into a drug addict. Like we did the same stuff, and you're fine." Yeah, you know. And he's saying this when he's like 30 years old, and it's true. Like I I, I got out okay. Like yeah. you know. And I think I just I just don't think that that's that because like we had like a lack of. I don't think so either. You know, limits growing up, like that he turned out that way because we had the same upbringing. I a hundred, hundred and yeah. million percent agree. I think it's a different, a very different. And in fact, like he always went to therapists that were like, "What happened to you in childhood that was traumatic?" And he never could find it. Like it was, he's like, "I nothing." Like yeah. I had a great. If you looked at a book on it, it would look super great. It would be glossy, and everyone would be like, "What a great yeah home." And mine was a mess, like, like genuinely, like there you go, alcoholic father, like bipolar mother, like yeah. And me and my three sisters turned out fine, and we had a sister who had went through the exact same things that we did, and did not turn out as fine. Right. Um. Very, 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 very sad. Yeah. But I. Was it my parents' fault? I don't know. They, but you're the same. That's the thing. Yeah. They did the same stuff. Yeah. You grew up in the same house. She came and ran through acreages of like broken down homes with me right. as well. You we all did. Both it. did it together, and yeah. it was. It's anyway. This you're going to be not where we were going. Well, it's, I mean, it's interesting. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's the idea that like you're going to be who you are. I think so, and we've talked about this endlessly, uh, and this is this constantly. is sort of our our go to. Like, and I can't wait for the day. When I let my kid go somewhere alone, like I'm so excited about that. It can't come fast enough. So, like my sister's son, older son is 
in fifth grade, which I think is 10 or 11. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In fifth grade, me and my boyfriend would go to the mall every Saturday night and go see a movie together and wander around the mall together. Yeah. Can you imagine a like I can't imagine my sister letting her son do that. But like a 10-year-old. Well, what are you looking for? I remember when when my brother was in kindergarten and he had just started kindergarten. I mean, he was like 5. Like how old were you in kindergarten? Yeah, 5. five yeah. And he and I walked home every day. So I'm three years older than him. So you were eight and you were walking home from school together. Yeah. By yourself. But were you leading him? Yeah. So he tried to do it by himself. Okay. And he got lost. And a stranger picked him up and brought him home. Or like and that's... That, like, right. like, you know, or called my mom. Or, I don't remember the details of it, yeah. but... My point is, is that I I had the cognitive development at eight to walk to and from school. You're like, yeah, and so there's maybe I could five even... and eight where you some t somehow be able you walk are able to do that. enough times they know where to. Like yeah. our kids are too. We pull they, into yes. our street and they're like home. And I'm totally. like, yes, exactly. We're, exactly. I was just gonna say, like, we get several blocks away, and Iris is like almost home. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Iris recognizes is really smart, but my kids are not. So. <laughs> Every letter of the alphabet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you have? I do have a brag though. Please. Which is so rare about, about parenting. Um, Iris finally identified the letter A. If you've been listening, you know that Iris thinks every letter is E. <laughs> and I held up an A the other day, and I said, "What is this?" And she said, "A." And it was a really triumphant. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank That's you so awesome. much. I, had nothing to do with it again. <laughs> all, all school. Um, so, are we outliers? I don't think so. I feel like the tide is sort of turning. Like, I think there's been this, um, like, hold tight parenting. Right. Helicopter. Helicopter-ish. And then this is sort of, and like, it sort of led to our generation. Right. Again, I hate being generational, but... And now we're kind of like, well, like free range, free range, yeah. Which is, I don't want them to wander the streets, but yeah. it's also okay that they go and do stuff on their own and figure it out on their own. I think that that's part of being a kid is exploring and like yes. walking down the street and finding a stick and digging in the ground and. And even hitting yourself in the face with a stick and getting hurt and being like, oh, next time won't hit myself that in the face hurt. with Yeah. Exactly. That's part of... You can't teach your kid everything that hurts. No. You can't teach your kid everything uh, to, to be scared of. I mean, I constantly, like, if she heads towards the street, I scream and I say, Absolutely. no, dangerous. And... And now, whenever she's in the car, she's like, dangerous. No go in the street. Yeah. Like, she knows that. I don't, I think her impulse is to probably still wander into the street. Of because course. she's too, and, like, she wants to go where she wants to go. Why like, not? If there's a cool rock in the street. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's free game. And that's why, like, at two, you have to be with them. Like, yeah. We're going on a trip to, um... 
to Flagstaff, like the first weekend, first week of the summer. Okay. To the Grand Canyon. And, oh, fun. And I'm like already so panicked about it. Like, big, I like, hole in canyon. the ground. Don't like, jump. I, I, I'm like already, I'm, I'm like having nightmares about it. Like, I, I was talking about last night, like, I think I'm going to, it's going to be like one of those crazy times I'm yeah. going to buy one of those leashes or something. Or like, Please I don't do. know. Like, Please take pictures <laughs> like, of Leslie. As long as there's Disney like World an Olaf on it, yeah, she's she would fine. be fine. Or like one of those carriers or something, because I know, like innately, she wants to explore. Yeah, that's like part of it, and I can only keep her safe up to an extent. So, and it's your job to do that it for is. sure. But like, but the question is, when does it stop? Yeah, when does it stop? When does it stop? And I think it's, I don't have the answer for it. I don't know. You can make a choice to not shop in Kroger. You can make a choice to, I mean, there's things that you know that you can do that will limit the possibility of sure. danger. You're not going to be like, oh, here's a highway. See if you can like frogger it across. Right, but then again, and... like driving on it every day. Yeah. Is dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Um... So, but we can't escape all of the bad things in the world, and especially the fact that all of these bad things are online and in your kid's face, and we didn't even really get to that, like how we shelter them from crazy online environments, which we should get to eventually on this podcast. I think that um, we have to be done, yes, because my child is literally pulling me and crying. <laughs> Um, but if you have ideas um, or think that we're horrible parents about how we're like throwing our kids into traffic, <laughs> no, we're not. It's fine. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> we should just JK everything after we say. But can we just do a JK infinity? Yeah, JK infinity. <laughs> um, we love our kids. Yeah. Uh, email us. Call us. Call us at the phone number that we don't uh, put out there. <laughs> Tweet at us. Tweet at us, yeah. But we, have also, 20, we have 22 followers now. On Twitter? 22. Nice. But also, you could comment on this on the iTunes podcast download, and it would help Mama. do things. Mama. Thank you. Exactly. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we hope your kids are safe too. Yes, we'll see you next time. Bye. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Mail camp.